Support for NoCo FM comes from our listeners on Patreon and from Open Stage Theater and Company, presenting Men on Boats by Jacqueline Backhouse, directed by Denise Burson Freestone, playing January 18th to February 15th, 2020 at the Lincoln Center Magnolia Theater in Fort Collins. Tickets and more information available at OpenStage.com. Diverse voices. Unique sound. Not the same old thing. Different. Different. This is NoCo FM. I don't want to set the world on fire I just want to start a flame in your heart Good evening, Vault Dwellers, and welcome to another edition of Corbin vs. the World. I am your hero, as always, Corbin David Alba, here to bring you the greatest tunes of yesterday, today, and tomorrow on this, our second I cannot stress this enough. It is only the second weekend of the 2020 experience. And guys, I'm going to be real. I don't really know how I feel about the 2020 experience so far. It's very loud and scary. I don't exactly know what's going on, but God damn it. I'm going to put on my game face and I am going to help all of us get through it as best I can. You know that feeling that we all had when when Jesus first came out back in like 2013 and we all heard on site like the first 10 seconds of on site and we were all like, "Oh, this is going to be something different." That's basically how I feel about 2020 up to this point. There are some weeks uh, I will admit, I'll give you a quick peek behind the uh, creative curtain as it were, of this show, there are some weeks where I approach this microphone with a degree of trepidation, and I'm thinking, jeezy, crazy, Corbin, what are we going to talk about this week? Nobody died, nobody did anything dumb, Alex Jones has been anonymous, you know, there's nothing good on TV, what are we going to talk about this week? This was most assuredly not one of those weeks. We've got war. We've got a new baby from a power couple on the way. Bright Eyes is back together. This week was pulling out all the stops. So where to begin? Oh, right. I guess we'll talk about the war or lack thereof. I guess we're not going to war, which is nice. I'm glad that we could wrap that up in in less than a week. So don't say anything about soap opera storylines, because that is what we are currently living in. Uh, we were able to bring this stuff up and resolve it all within a week's time. So at least, you know, the writers are, are learning about economy of time very well, the writers of 2020. So let's talk about the war that never was, shall we? So all of this got started. And, and when I say all of this got started, I, I'm talking about just this current episode in our um, interesting will they or won't they war flirtatious relationship between the United States and Iran. If I were to really talk about everything that's happened up to this point, this podcast would take 12 hours. I will have mispronounced 150 people's names. You'll be upset. I'll be upset. And I still won't have any time to talk about Elon Musk and Grimes as babies. So we've got to economize our time just a little bit here. For anyone that has bothered paying attention at all, the Middle East has always been a hotbed of diplomatic controversy and everything is very confusing. It's like a Jane Austen novel uh, in terms of everyone's crisscrossed relationships and all of that. So let's just establish that to begin with. But this all started less than a month ago, just a little over uh, Christmas time, a little bit past Christmas time, when a Iranian militia group shot rockets at a building that was housing United States soldiers. Those rockets killed a single United States contractor. I don't know if contractor actually is journalism speak for mercenary, but regardless, it killed an American. So we do what we usually do as the giant superpower that we are. And we were like, okay, well, you killed one of our guys. We're going to kill 25 of you guys because that's how our international math works. So we did our own strike on a group of militants, killed 25. Uh, and keep in mind, this is all of all of this took place before the the assassination that took place a week or two ago. 
allow me to backtrack for one second because I know that some of you might be listening a little confused. Like, why did they shoot rockets at us in the first place? And honestly, if anyone was shooting rockets at us in the Middle East, I, I wouldn't ask questions. But since you asked, hypothetical person, let's delve just a little bit deeper with this. Uh, so the ongoing conflict between the United States and Iran up to this point in the past year or so uh, has had to do with our leveling of sanctions onto Iran based on their constant threats to pull out or their process of pulling out of their nuclear deal that they made with us back during the Obama administration. And I believe I've read on like four separate occasions that Iran has been pulling out of the nuclear agreement. And I'm starting to wonder if it's just something that they do as a prank that they see how long it takes for our news cycle to kind of reset. So they'll just say, hey, we're pulling out again. And then everyone in the news acts like it's something new. But regardless, uh, due to ongoing disagreements with the Trump administration, because it's the Trump administration, uh, Iran has been pulling out of the nuclear armament agreement. And as such, we have leveled economic sanctions on them because that's us swinging our dick on the table. And in order to enforce those sanctions, we have also been moving a degree of military ships aircraft, et cetera, et cetera, moving more bodies into the area, kind of as a way, as a subtle threat of saying, hey, don't do anything about these sanctions or we're going to drop a concrete donkey on your ass. That's essentially our foreign policy. Um, is It's basically a giant protection scam run by the mafia, but sponsored by Lockheed Martin. So anyway, you know, that's, that's the source of the tension in broad strokes. And again, if you want a more nuanced take on it, then listen to like some hardcore history or some shit. But anyway, anyway, sanctions, blah, blah, blah. They're pissed. They're shooting rockets at us. So we killed 25 of them because math. Iranians are understandably upset as would happen if 25 of your, you know, friends got torched in a drone strike so they did what any you know sensible upset populace did they stormed our embassy which might seem like a uh, seem like a little bit of a throwback to uh, 2011 or 2012 or whatever Benghazi was but Benghazi was a similar scenario uh, so they stormed the embassy they graffitied all over the place they shoved you know toilet paper into the toilet so that they wouldn't flush properly and you know they detonated some stink bombs and did you know probably did some more serious stuff but in my imagination that's what they did so they stormed our embassy and that was looking very you know not great and then this is where we get into the assassination. This is where we get into the part where we unilaterally just decide to murder fuck somebody from across the globe. Because in case you've forgotten, we totally have those capabilities. So we took it upon ourselves to make a kind of <clears throat> quote unquote preemptive strike against the head of their military, who is Qasim Soleimani. And if I mispronounced his name at all, I'm sorry, but he dead now. And he dead because we struck him with the drones. And that upset people even more than the 25 militants that we had killed earlier you know, because this guy was like the leader of their military, which is understandably a kind of aggressive act, especially when we've been flirting with the idea of war with them for the past year or so. And obviously Iran, because they need to stick with the international script, you know, they said that there was going to be a response. And in the moment at the time, four short days ago, it looked like we were on a runaway train to war with Iran because this is generally how our quote unquote police actions mutate into wars. See Vietnam, see Iraq, etc., etc. So we all started to kind of see the slippery slope writing on the wall. And I, at least, was very pleased to see that the level of response that Iran has made to that justified or unjustified assassination uh, has been launching rockets on Tuesday. They launched more rockets at a facility, again, containing United States uh, military and United States personnel. But they made a big show of assembling their missiles there, and they gave ample time for everyone to kind of get out of the way. So it, you know, it resulted in no losses of life or any casualties, really. And I thought it was just kind of the the international equivalent of like heaving some rocks at your dick neighbor, like at his garage while his car isn't even parked in there. 
And I feel like it was just, again, like kind of sticking to that international script of like, okay, we're retaliating everybody. So then, you know, they throw the missile and then they came out and they said, this is the appropriate level of response. We will cease hostilities if you cease hostilities. And then everyone had the the, the pale flop sweat because we were like, oh, shit, what is Trump going to do? And then Trump showed up the next day and he was like, well, I don't seek any more war with Iran. So I guess it's all tied up into a neat little bow, except for that passenger plane that Iran probably shot down. But we'll spend the next segment talking about that, shall we? Yeah. So let's listen to some tunes now in lieu of that happening. This is Crystal Tides and their song Dessert. Let's go. 
Welcome back to Hardcore Current Events. I'm Dan Carlin. Actually, I'm Corbin David Albaugh. You just got done listening to Deserter by Crystal Tides, followed up by High to Low by Brent Cowles, and finally we had the song Radiator by The Family Ruin. So when we last left off in our story, the Iranians had oh-so-strategically hurled some rockets at empty targets, thus fulfilling their contractual obligation to retaliate for our unilateral assassination of their military leader, just in case you're getting caught up. Immediately after those missiles were fired, there were reports of a downed passenger aircraft coming out of Tehran, at which point in the moment reading it, I was like, well, this is it. We're done. We're shooting down passenger planes. We're at all out war now. God only knows what's going to happen. And then I couldn't help but notice that there was a profound lack of escalation after that happened, which led me to believe that there might be something more to that story, Uh, especially considering that shortly after this passenger plane went down, which contained 189 uh, living humans who are no longer living humans because of the plane going down, immediately after the plane went down, Iran immediately said, that the plane went down because of mechanical failure, uh, which is a very interesting thing to say immediately after a plane has gone down with that degree of confidence. Uh, This was met with even more skepticism when photos from the downed crash site were published showing damage to the aircraft that are consistent with it being hit with a missile. Of course, the plane might have also just flown into some birds carrying grenades. I understand that that is also a common problem uh, around the world. But in this case, I'm going to have to go with Occam's razor on this and say that it was some form of surface-to-air missile. Now, there is an investigation being led currently, but as of this current juncture, the most likely scenario that took place was that this plane took off may or may not have experienced some actual technical issues and was forced to turn around or turned around for some other unforeseen reason. This caused some people on the ground who had just recently, these ground troops who had just recently struck a United States entity, some very nervous, trigger-happy people by some respects, they saw a plane acting erratically. And so they did what a nervous soldier might do if they see a plane acting erratically and they have a surface-to-air missile. They use the surface-to-air missile and, oh, beans, it was actually a passenger aircraft. Our bad guys. Now we have to embark on a whole nationwide cover-up, and we have flushed away any goodwill that we might have had by going up against Trump. Damn it, guys. That's a real own goal on Iran's side. And I also have to point out the irony of the plane, obviously having a majority uh, Iranian passengers, but the plane was a Ukrainian flight because the rule of the late 21st century, the rule of the early 21st century states that if something jacked up is happening internationally, it has to involve the Ukraine somehow. And more likely than not, it's the Ukraine getting dicked over. So, of course, it's a Ukrainian plane that gets mistakenly torched by a surface-to-air missile. Again, this is not a sequel from earlier in the decade, if you will all recall. I think it was in 2016, uh, another Ukrainian plane was shot down over the Crimea. So again, you know, we're busting out. It seems like we're busting out all the greatest hits of the last 20 years in these forms of headlines. But obviously, the downing of the plane is a giant international tragedy, which will no doubt end with so much political hand-wringing and nonsense. But at the very least, it would appear that war has been averted. So we are all free to continue watching the NFL playoffs and the mask singer and all of these things. So hooray for us, I think maybe probably not. I'm sure there will be some new bigoty bullshit in the next week. Anyway, that has been the spark notes of the war that never was. With that said, let's turn you to some more tune. Still waiting 
Welcome back to our apocalypse-free edition of Corbin versus the World. You just got done hearing The Truth is Dead by St. Francis Hotel, followed up by Three Jane by Ema off of her very good album, The Future's Void. And finally, we had the Johnny Jewel remix of Wise Blood by Zola Jesus. So we have once again, by the skin of our teeth, been able to avoid the apocalypse. 
via World War III, but that does not mean that we are out of the woods just yet because we've got news this week that the apocalypse is indeed still nigh because Elon Musk and Grimes are having a child together. And that is definitely a line that I would have come up with in my celebrity Mad Libs a couple years ago, but that is the reality in which we inhabit in our 2020 experience Dada universe. I'm going to be real. It's only now that I realize that the whole Grimes and Elon Musk thing is not actually a huge prank being perpetuated by them and also the media. This is a real thing. They're a real couple and they are going to have a real baby who they will probably convert into a real robot baby at some point in the next 10 years. So I'm very excited to see what kind of crazy X-Men implants are going to go into that poor child. And it is a poor child indeed, because can you imagine? I just want you to wrap your mind around the fact in less than six months, somebody is going to be raised by Elon Musk and Grimes as parents. That is going to be a subjective reality for somebody, and I cannot think of a more paint-by-numbers supervillain origin story waiting to happen. This child is either going to rule benevolently over all of us, along with Jay-Z and Beyonce's kids and Kim and Kanye's kids in some sort of nice power couple spawn Illuminati that they're no doubt going to start. They will rule over us benevolently, or we will be forced to slave away in the salt mines on Mars while we live under the whip of Seraphim Cybertruck Child1.exe, which is what I imagine the baby is going to be called. But only the best, really, truly, only the best for, for Grimes and Elon Musk. Maybe this will convince both of them to act like human beings a little bit, maybe? I don't know. I'm not optimistic. But I am optimistic about them providing plenty of amusing news fodder for the next decade or so. Anyway, I'm going to turn you to more tunes because I kind of spent all of our episode time talking about the whole Iran thing, which I guess is kind of necessary. But anyway, here's more tunes. This is Sampa the Great and her song, Final Full... Somebody ate the food they told the great to never eat I'm 
finish what they started and we made it Great state I'm in, in all states I'm in I might find a form in my melanin Great state I'm in, in all states I'm in I might find a form in my melanin Great state I'm in, in all states I'm in I might find a form in my melanin Great state I'm in, in all states I'm in I might find a form in my melanin Darkest form, day and night worshipper Stubborn as a mule, built my temple from her dreams And posted centuries at the vestibules Our army of degenerate practitioners Will street sweep petition free and walls and carry signatures Melancholic insignia, the dark's name Severus Past, present and future stay similar Observing distant memories, fading over ages See the pain of remembrance, leave the structure ever changing So I shape shift and inspire the nihilists Decipher my script, hypotheses tested on self A mad scientist I'm lying in Hydra, aloof in the distance Like the constellation of Lyra, a mystery of time Laid an egg and hatched a man, a light god With a staff of thunderbolts in his hand Illuminated the vision beyond peripheral I'm black organ medusa, feeding off your visibles I throw back in the age of clones and phone taps Metallic drones and all that Commanded army of skeleton bone stacks And measure motion subatomically My thought forms are crystallized snow Color of ebony, shimmering Staring at these pages, my stay purple Mercury's in retrograde, circles in a circle What's their purpose? Slanging these rhymes like a merchant, handwritten in cursive. Lately I've been staring at these pages. Mind stay purple. Mercury's in retrograde. Circles in a circle. What's the purpose? Just 
つまでも老後にありそして死を待ちよりは潔く腹かっさばいて武士らしい最期を遂げたい So I could give more. Most dangerous, and there was nothing to live for. For that fatty back, ready to let the six pour. Was on nothing long enough, need a big score. The home of me dreaming had me constantly scheming. Really, peace and belly a beast, on like a demon. Singing tough upbringing, swore it was the hardest. A lot of years starving before I was an artist. We're bringing tomorrow with sorrow plus the hurt. We're finally eating, reaping, it's just dessert. It's just to trust my work from dust to dirt, committed rhymes. If you give it time, much is learned. Firm dance, but earn strength with a young star. Bull hammers the grim school, hands to gun talk. The coke drought made it a cesspool. With the hail of steel, need a fresh jewel. Throw the crime, not more, but not less cruel. I track the street where active eat the rest drool. I speak brass tacks to my last axe. My gift might be missed if mixed with trash raps. The nice old slice loaf, you ain't breaking bread. Some hate, wait, we beg, we take instead. Mommy told me be a good boy. Need you alive, please survive. You my hood joy. Pops told me stay strapped, son. Need you shoddy, be a body, you catch one. Always been conflicted. Always been conflicted. Always been conflicted. Always been conflicted. Where you from? During what years? You from the slum where you was upstairs? What you seen? What you been through? Where your team? What your man do? And over your head, who gon' defend you? Demonstrative. Did you pop where the monsters live? Your people pay for your mistakes. Hope they comp your wins. From on, I don't speak drama. I don't know about. I hold a pen and go in. No house going out. Now bless the vine. One live good. The rest of mine. Fly rewards from my recorders. Don't stress the shine. Wrote the screenplay, direct and set design. They writing deadlines. I ain't pressed for time. That haste makes waste. You saunter and slip. But I find with farming the script. Just ponder a bit. Mommy told me be a good boy. Need you alive, please survive. You my hood joy. Pops told me stay strapped, son. You need a shotty, be a body, you catch one. Always been conflicted. Always been conflicted. Always been conflicted. Always been conflicted. Welcome back to Corbin versus the World, the apocalypse free version. You just got done hearing Final Form by Sampa the Great, followed up by Gorgon Madonna. That's a good combination of words by Yugen Blackrock. And finally, we had Ka, that's the artist, Ka, K A, and his song, Conflicted. And thank each and every one of you for tuning into this episode of Corbin versus the World and hearing me spark note badly all of our international foibles and fallacies. Hopefully things will stabilize just a little bit as we go further into the 2020 experience. But if not, at least we'll have some more entertaining episodes along the way. So at least I have that to keep me awake at night. Anyway, we are just wrapping up this episode of Corbin versus the World. Just a couple quick shouts out. Uh, be sure to follow our Instagram at Corbin versus the World and at NocoFM. Also, I have decided at the reverse interests of my blood pressure to reboot my Twitter. So go ahead and give me a follow at Corbin D. Alba and check out all of my delightful witticisms that will be coming out of my Twitter and also watching as I learn how to use Twitter because. I'm secretly from the Gilded Age, and I don't understand how any social media marketing works. So, of course, I run a podcast. But anyway, give all that stuff a follow. And also, be sure to check out our Patreon, our Patreon with all sorts of lovely perks. For example, if you donate 
a mere $2 a month, you are allowed to dedicate a song on this show. And I bring that up not only because it's an awesome promotion, which was my idea, but also somebody took advantage of it this week and has requested My Heart Will Go On. Now, let me say a couple things before we turn to the music. First of all, whoever you are, and you will remain anonymous, I appreciate your contribution so much, and I appreciate your listenership, and it's people like you that will continue to help this show and this network grow and prosper, and I appreciate you to the ends of the earth. That said, what the hell is your problem, my person, because I do not want to assume your gender. What in God's name is your problem? Why are you doing this to me? So I have concocted my own counter strategy because although there was the request for my heart will go on, you did not specify my heart will go on by Celine Dion. So don't worry. You'll get your Celine Dion version. You'll get your sick sadistic pleasure out of this. But I am going to give you three different versions of my heart will go on to close out this show because I want you to understand the flaws of your actions. And unfortunately, listeners, yes, you'll have to get through it as well. But I promise it's worth it. There's a cover of it by Dragon Force at the very end, and it sounds exactly how you think it does. So... This is probably the best scenario for all of us involved. So special shouts out to whoever requested my heart will go on. Your memory will go on in my heart for the entirety that this show runs, or at least through the runtime of all of these versions of my heart will go on. Anyway, thanks for listening to my ranting. Thanks for listening to my tunes. I will catch you next week. Please enjoy the vocal stylings of Celine Dion. My name is Corbin David Albaugh. Catch you next week. Appreciate.
This has been a production of NOCO FM.